Blog Talk Radio. Natasha. Welcome to Sylvia Global Radio. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Devoted Moms with Tasha and Regina. An hour of engaging conversation for women who embrace the career of being a full-time mom. Hello, Devoted Moms out there. It's Tasha and Regina. Happy, happy Thursday. This is Tasha and hey, Regina. Hey, T. Tasha. Hello, devoted moms. Happy Thursday. Oh, oh wow. Tasha, Thursday got here quickly. It did. Wow, this week has been one of those weeks. But, you know, hey, it's you know I'm glad that uh, we were able to wake up and see um, another day. So thank uh-huh. you, devoted moms, for listening in. Um, if you'd like to join us online, you can always go to sylviaglobal.com. Or you can call in if you have any questions or comments and would like to uh, comment on today's show. You can call in at 347-215-6138. Again, that's 347-215-6138. And we are talking about um, moving from your from potential to purpose is the title of our show today. Um, and Regina, you want to kind of tell them how we came about? Title? Well, you know what? Let's um, just check in and 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 oh, sure. quickly talk about like how what we've been doing since the last time we talked. Um, there's been uh, a couple of occurrences that um, we just want our devoted moms to just stay encouraged. Uh, I was able to business on the business front. It's looking uh, really, really well for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, I've gotten a couple of contracts, and uh, my the the work that I feel like I've been called to do, I am getting more opportunities. And so, Yay. if there are devoted moms out there that are, you know, it, it, there's a lull sometimes for entrepreneurs during the holidays. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about it on our first show of the year, uh, but just press through those that that lull. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, potential, uh, turning potential into purpose today. Uh, both of us, uh, Tasha and I, have had some experiences this week that we want to share, uh, and also want you to call in and, and help uh, and help share how you've been able to move, or even if you want to talk through uh, the the possibilities of moving from potential to purpose. Uh, Tasha, your week was started out with a real bang. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, and I and I know there's got to be. I know there are devoted moms out here who who have experienced this, um, so they can totally relate. But my 16 month old uh, was waking up from her nap, and I guess I wasn't moving fast enough up the stairs to get her, and so she proceeded to get out of the crib on her own, and just as I walked into the room, uh, she fell. And so she didn't cry. So we thought it wasn't um, too bad. She just kind of shook up and a little scared, but we thought everything was fine. But we quickly noticed within a few minutes that she was not using her right hand. Um, In fact, she was playing with my iPhone. I don't know if I told you this, but she was with my iPhone, as she does all the time, and couldn't Mm -hmm. press the button at the bottom of the phone. Um, She kept asking us to press that button. So I knew something was wrong with her hand. So we took her in and got x-rays, and there it was, a broken bone. Um, Mm. And, I mean, you should have even seen her at the orthopedic's office. I mean, she was all (laughs) over the place. 
running around, talking to people, making noise, laughing, and, you know, you wouldn't know she had a broken bone. I mean, she just, she's the a trooper. She's my brute. The tsunami. <laughs> yes. Now, the bottom tsunami, tsunami has struck again. How, yeah, that we call the little tsunami. So she, um, you know, does literally take a licking and keep on <laughs> And so she, she really does. the cutest picture on Facebook where she's getting her cast put on, and she's, like co-chilling with a cookie in the other hand, like yep. watching the guy do his work, a cute doctor, um, do his work, <laughs> and he, she's just like, so what are you going to do with that, buddy? Yep. <laughs> and Tasha, yep, you know what? Her. I, I want to reframe something that I think that we do as moms uh, and as parents, and and that is, no, it wasn't that you weren't moving fast enough. Um, because that's you uh, taking responsibility for something that just happens. Sometimes uh, accidents happen, and it is not. Um, uh, it, and it's easier for us, or for some kind of reason, we want to blame ourselves or figure out what could right. I have done differently. And totally. that girl, yeah. <laughs> she was going to get out three of your children. That girl, <laughs> you know, you could have been in there ten minutes earlier, and it could have been some other. Um, I can remember Sims being at same age, and we were dancing, and I was letting her, you know, spin around and dance, and she whammed right into her crib and created the biggest bump. Do you remember that? I do. Huge sticky yep. on her head, and all I could do was say, "If I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have been in there dancing, dancing, right. with her, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, true. so you know, devoted moms, if, if if your baby gets hurt, and you know, you just have to know accidents happen, and then uh, what do we do? We press through. Um, that you all picked it up so quickly. You know, it's a testimony to your devotion to her and, uh, you know, was able to access, you know, the care systems were in place, uh, that you did not have to wait. She was not in any discomfort. And so, yes, she might have, you know, broken a bone, but uh, just from the pictures and from the spirit that that little girl has, she hasn't missed a beat. I'm just really afraid for your coffee table. In, your, in, in her brother's head. Her brother's head. Yeah. We told him to be on guard. Okay. Take a picture of you all with helmets on. Exactly. Everybody wear helmets for three weeks. Uh, tsunami has arrived. So. No. So yeah. So it's it's been one of those weeks, but yeah, she's she hasn't missed a beat, and so we're sliding right back into our normal everyday routines, and she's just she's perfect. Well, she's so got that's the prettiest pink. Uh, cast. I mean, pink, if you want to go fashion, <laughs> forward fashion. On. <laughs> That's it. So, oh my gosh! I mean, I got the text. I I was just like, oh my gosh! You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just started immediately praying for the folks that. Well, first I started praying for your spirit because I just knew. Um, that you and Kenny were like, God, I could have done this different or I could have done something mm-hmm. different. This didn't have to happen. Um, and that's just real. That is just what happened. It's just real, um, yeah. It is so real. And, you know, giving it language and then deciding to forgive yourself um, is what God wants us to do. And so I prayed for that, and then I prayed for whoever uh, was in her um, you know, ahead of her and uh, want to take care of her, just had the spirit of healing 
um, and compassion because little kids could be real fun patients. So. Oh yeah, she was a ton of fun when we really had to hold her down. That was that was a whole another story, but oh, yeah. we did we did we did pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, devoted moms, I wanted to just share with you too how how Regina and I came up with moving from potential to purpose because it's kind of interesting how sometimes our show topics come up, and they typically come up from real conversations that she they you know Regina and I have on an everyday every other day basis, and so that's really how this show came about. Um, and Gina you were telling me a little bit about what you had heard at church and, you know, how much you needed it, and it came right on time. And it just really kind of flowed into something that I had just watched and was really, really, you know, touched by and learned so much from. And so it just really meshed together to just this this, this kind of great flow of um, something that I think, you know, since it touched us so much, we just wanted to share it with you all. Um, And hopefully, you know, you'll gain something from it like we did. So if you want to call in, again, we're at 347-215-6138. Again, that's 347-215-6138. And once you start listening, if you'd like to call in and give us your comments or experiences with potential to purpose, we would love to hear it. You can also tweet us at Devoted Moms um, on Twitter or Facebook. So why don't we start with, I guess, kind of, you know, what you were, what you gained from um, from service about potential. It was really well, interesting. Well, I think, you know, it's interesting. I spent a good deal of the latter part of 2012 kind of feeling like I was um, really trying to nurture uh, some seeds that I planted but wasn't really clear that um, they had great potential <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really was getting a little um, antsy uh, about, you know, when is it going to, you know, actualize. And so right. I actually ended up getting a, a, a phone call. Well, I ended up having a meeting and had a phone call that uh, was, in fact, after about six years of conversations with um, a, a friend of mine who runs an agency um, he wanted me to come and do some work with him. And mm-hmm. it was very clear, you know, that, you know, I, I was who he wanted to do it um, and what it would it take. And it was almost like this flip of I wasn't selling. I was, you know, kind of receiving. So, <laughs> so yeah. um, my heart was full of joy. And I uh, have, again, it, from last week we talked about just being stepping in, grat- in gratitude um, but I didn't make it to church, and um, usually that's a place where, you know, I can go and gather with other folks who are struggling but also are experiencing great victories. And I didn't get a chance to do that in fellowship. And so I think, you know, my spirit kind of missed that part of it, and and that's what happens sometimes. So um, I uh, have an awesome housemate who just texted me on on Tuesday afternoon and said, hey, if you want some mommy time, you know, just let me know when because we, you know, kind of take care of each other's, uh, we have each other's back when it comes to taking care of kids. And I immediately said, I really want to go to prayer meetings. Um, my church, Bridgeway uh, Community Church <clears throat> in Columbia, Maryland, uh, has uh, TNP. Everything is um, an initial. Uh, it's Tuesday night prayer service, 
And so oh, okay. <laughs> I invited a friend of mine, Gifty, who is a new mother, and I just something just said, you know, why don't you ask Gifty if she wants to go? And so we went and we took her um, four-week-old baby, and we were there in Aww. an opportunity to praise and worship, uh, which they mm-hmm. had not been doing that as part of prayer service before. And then after the praise and pray, praise reports and prayer requests, um, our minister was there, and he gave us just this incredible word. Um, and he did at the end, he challenged us, if we choose to accept this mission, or challenge mm-hmm. to share this with uh, at least three people. And so, um, Tasha, you know, I had shared it with four before we were finished. Uh, <laughs> right. Before I got home. Um, but when I talked with Tasha, I said, you know, Tasha, I really, I think that, that, that this could be important for folks. Um, and he started out with um, the word potential. And okay. I learned years ago from um, a very smart woman, Dr. Jocelyn uh, Elder, uh, that used to write for Essence Magazine. Um, she was the, the, the writing doctor. They would, people would write her, and she actually did some relationship books. And so I, it always stuck with me that she said potential is, um, especially when you're thinking about a mate, potential is that person who um, is not doing and has not accomplished what they could accomplish and could be doing. Okay. And that's oh. not really something, it, it's not a plus. Um, and uh, Pastor Dave even took it further. He said, you know, think about, you know, when someone's fallen um, and they said, oh, my gosh, she had such great potential. Right. You know, <laughs> And so it's not a, it's, it's in its context for a second, it's like you're empathizing or you're mm-hmm. in some kind of way meaning to, you know, encourage. But that word potential, if you decide that you you stay there, um, really means that you're not actualizing um, the blessings and the, using your talents. You're, you're not actively pursuing um, pressing forward. And so um, as most of our devoted moms who have been listening know that um, Tasha and I are both um, practicing Christians. And so we get um, a lot of our guidance um, from the Bible, from the Word. And so mm-hmm. um, I do want to share that uh, in Philippians 3.14 is what Pastor Dave referenced. And he used it as a way of helping us um, really break down uh, where God has guided us, has given us some guidance. And um, Paul, you know, Paul was the author of, of this particular um, book. But right. um, I'm sounding like a Bible scholar or something, right? So, mm-hmm. if please know that I'm not. And I've got like 18 <laughs> references. I um, actually um, went out and invested in the Living Translation, which I really think is the third grader. <laughs> and so it helps break down the word for me um, so that I can take it in and not get caught up in, you know, uh, what, what is that vowel? And so anyway, so um, I'll just really quickly let you know what that is, um, how that's interpreted in the Living Translation. And again, it's Philippians 3.14. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. And when I went shorthand on that, 
you know, I just kind of said I, I pressed towards the, the gifts and the prizes that God has for us, um, right. with the ultimate being um, brought into his kingdom. Uh, but in real day application, my pastor has a way of, of uh, again, using lots of initials and breaking it down real simple. And so he came up with these uh, with these four Ds. And so the four Ds. Um, okay. And so the four Ds kind of takes that verse and talks about um, uh, the first D being determination. And these are things that if you are in that potential place, you know, I, my business has great potential, then you may be in different um, areas or, or each of these Ds may mean something different to you. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, some of them really jumped out very quickly, and some of them I was like, I got that. <laughs> so you may have mm-hmm. some, you may have all four taken care of, which means that you're probably really in your purpose. Uh, but for those who you know are still moving towards their purpose actively, um, the first would be determination. And Tasha, you spoke with about that in the term of pursuing um, relentless. You know, really understanding that there is something I'm moving towards. And I know that I've seen that in your walk, Tasha, um, of just where determination, um, you know, was the initial of where, um, to where you, you know, have gotten. And so I think about, you know, determination as really sticking to, you know, um, sticking to it and just, being very determined. The next right. piece, um was direction. Direction. And so okay. even with the, <laughs> the most determination, um, if you don't have direction or incorporate um, and best channel uh, your energy towards, you know, that, uh, that deter- with, you know, running your determination, then, you know, you can end up in a lot of different places. And so really yeah. being careful about um, going in the direction that's going to best meet or best the best strategy to get to your goal, um, which is actually the third D. So we've gone through determination as the first D, direction as the next. And for mm-hmm. me, I wrote a little a little note that said, you know, for direction, God, please give me guidance. The next was destiny. And so destiny. if you are, you know, headed in a direction, um, you got to kind of know what is that goal? What is the scope? Where, you know, where is it? Um, where am I um, focusing so that uh, you really are, you know, moving forward? You are pressing into and it was interesting because he talked about how um, when you get it, um, especially if you saw it or have been a person who just wasn't quite sure, like, what is, what am I here for? But right. I know that when I started doing um, recovery coach training and even doing the recovery, attending the recovery coach training and then uh, training folks, I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be. It was yeah. clear as a bell. Yeah. I see that with you with your Rodan Steel's work. You know, yep. you that's you see that being um a, a part of, you know, what you're gonna contribute. 
and how it leads to, you know, even your larger goal of being able to stay at home and nurse baby Mia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so uh my prayer around destiny was to um is for God to hear my prayer. You know, once it's become okay. clear to me, you know, can can you just please hear my hear my prayer? And so the last D is devotion. Um, and I have to say, when he asked for us to disclose publicly which one of these Ds we needed to work on the most, um, mm-hmm. I had to stand up at devotion. And okay. devotion really is when it is clear to you who or whom you're working uh, for. And for me, it's for God's purpose. Right, and to remind myself, or to walk in the way of knowing that um, God wants me to do this, and so it it's going to I'm going to follow up on leads. I'm going to have discussions in a different way if I'm representing my father. Yeah, and um, and I am uh, really clear that this is going to lead me to. Um, the ultimate prize, which is, you know, when we hopefully see our God's face, that he says, you know, job well done. Mm-hmm. And so it really does put it in perspective, even though I'm just thinking I'm going to get a contract so I can provide for this month, it really is the work that I'll be doing will hopefully uh, be um, a smile for God, will be a uh, a representation of his grace. Uh, and so oh it's God. a big order. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Tasha, hearing those, and, you know, we talked about this when we talked earlier, um, about these three Ds um, as you really move towards, uh, from uh, potential towards purpose, um, is there uh, one of the Ds that sticks out for you? You know, for a long time it was direction, you know. I was very mm-hmm. determined but not quite sure, you know, what direction um, that I was supposed to be going in. And I think that that became more clear to me last year. And so I think I have those two down and devotion down. Destiny is probably where I struggle with the most and knowing what what ultimately my destiny is, you know, for myself and, you know, my legacy that I'm leaving my children um, you know, and my family um, is probably where I would need to strengthen, you know, just a little bit more and really knowing, you know, that comes from knowing whose you are, who you are and whose you are, um, you know, being being stronger in that and sitting in that knowing that, you know, my destiny is great. And also, too, sometimes even not knowing all the time what that's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. being, okay being okay with that and being okay with that. Yeah, I love the saying about, You know, if you're how we use headlights when we're driving at night, you know, and headlights give us the ability to see just so, just far enough. But you Mm -hmm. really, you know, if it's pitch dark out there, you can't really see all that far at all. Um, You can only see what's right in front of you. (laughs) There's not a wall on the other as far as you can't see. Um, Yep. You know, so we're okay with that. So that's that's Mm -hmm. probably where I would need to strengthen my, you know, my faith is in that area. Yeah. Um, it also sp- speaks to kind of like hope. Um, mm-hmm. And again, my pastor uses a lot of acronyms or um, examples. And so hope, if you break it down, is holding on to promises with expectations. 
And so um, it really is um, pressing forward. And, you know, I, I often reference uh, Joyce Meyer saying, um, do it afraid. If there's something that yeah. you think you're doing, but you're so afraid that you might fail at it, you're afraid you might, you know, regret it, do it afraid. Do it anyway. Um, just do it afraid. Yep. Because what you're doing is you're really pressing towards a goal. And if uh, I think if your values and your beliefs are at the core of that, then then it's gonna it's gonna turn out well. Um, right. But but really, you know, I've just heard the word, you know, keep pressing, um, either either pressing towards a goal or pressing um, towards the word that helps to guide you. And again, you know, devoted moms out there, um, we are definitely um, believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior. Uh, we also know that there's lots of ways to get to the divine. And mm-hmm. so if there are some uh, listeners who, you know, would like to share maybe how um, their, you know, where their kind of inspiration and their guidance comes from, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I'd love to have a call um, just to talk this over with um, Tasha and I. Uh, so call us if you are interested. Dial 347-215-6138. Um, and then, uh, you know, we certainly can um, talk through uh, maybe what did you think was one of your your uh, your Ds. Um, and I'll just quickly say determination, direction, destiny, uh, it was interesting, Tasha, when you said that you weren't sure about uh, the destiny part, and it does say that if you focus on a goal, um, if where you go you're looking down, um, mm-hmm. then you really don't know where you're going. So, you know, it's just focusing on something. And, you know, again, that's where I just say, God, hear my prayer. You know, what is it right, that I should right. be focusing on? Um, it's interesting because the next verse actually says, "Make it pl- I will make it plain. Make it plain. <laughs> which, hmm. which is 3.15. How strange is that, my birthday? Right. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so not meaning to turn this into a Bible study, but I will let um, Pastor Anderson know that I did share with him, um, you know, just encouraging people to understand that potential um, ain't enough, and that was actually uh, the title of the lesson. That potential, potential ain't, ain't enough. It, it wasn't isn't enough. Ain't. It's no, not ain't enough. Ain't. <laughs> and for those who want to know how to spell ain't, it is a i n apostrophe I'm not sure if Webster has it, but I'm sure we'll. I think Webster has it. Right. <laughs> But potential ain't enough. And, um, you know, if you kind of meditate or, you know, pray on that, I think that, you know, I'm hoping that it will spark some um, some movement towards purpose. Which, Hasha, you, um, yes. you know, have a, in having this conversation with you, you also got inspired by um, an external, you know, source. Um, and so uh, I'm not sure if we have any callers on the line or any questions in the queue. Not yet, so we can okay. keep going. Um, but, yeah, when we were talking about potential, and I just looked at Potential Webster's 
definition of potential, they have a few of them, but this one kind of stuck out, possible as opposed to actual. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we definitely are not saying potential is a negative thing because things that are possible, that's a great place to, to recognize and to be. But then if you're just sitting in that, you're not moving. And so if you would like to move in your possibilities and move in your potential so that it does become actual, then I think that's how it kind of flows into your purpose mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. when you're actually in your purpose of life. So it was so interesting when you started talking about what you were talking about because I was thinking about what I had just watched. And if um, devoted moms out there, you know, when we lost Oprah every day at 4 o'clock, um, I know a lot of people were devastated, but she, of <laughs> course, has her her own, you know, her own own network. And I know not everybody has it because it is a cable station. But you know, in a time when we are looking for a little bit more inspirational or inspiring television, sometimes it's hard to find. You can definitely find it on her stations. I think that is her goal and the reason why she even created the network in the first place. So one of the shows that I um, tune into every week is it's her life class. And she basically sits across the table with somebody. Um, sometimes it's a two- or three-part show, depending on who it is. Um, and they basically teach a class on whatever the subject is. And so this last one, she had Pastor Rick Warren on there, who is the author of A Purpose Driven Life, mm-hmm. which is the number one sold book in history besides the Bible. Are you, are you kidding? I, I did not know that. It is. He's up there with um, J.K. Rawlings, you know, for with her books for nonfiction. Um, I mean, for fiction, and he's for uh-huh. nonfiction. So, um, yeah, so number one selling book besides the Bible. And, you know, he said, I like the way wow. he said it, you know, and she said, well, how do you think that happened? And he said, well, it didn't have anything to do with me. You know, I don't mm-hmm. take any of the credit. He said it was the it was the title. And that's really kind of the question, I'm sure, in every adult's life and even children's lives. At some point in your life or many points in your life, you ask the question, why am I here? What is my purpose? Why did even why am I even here? Why did God create me? And there's a reason why he did, but we don't always know what that is. So that's what life class was about the other day. Uh-huh. So he made a comment. He said he was talking to somebody, and they made the comment about playing the playing the hand you're dealt, which I'm sure we've all heard that life is like uh-huh. a poker game, and you play the hand you're dealt. And so he started thinking about that and and breaking that down. And basically, how does one, how does a person who from the outside looking in has been dealt a really bad hand still win? Uh-huh. Like, how do they still thrive? How do they still have joy when you look at the things that are happening to them, how do they even wake up? And so he really talked about how do you how do you handle the cards that you're dealt. So he kind of broke it down into five different cards that you that we receive. Some in our control, but many that are not. So the uh-huh. first one, the first card he called was chemistry. So that's our DNA, that's our hormones, that's our health, that's our body, that's what we're born with, and uh-huh. there's nothing that we can really do about it. And so sometimes we tend to sit in that. So if you were born with something without a limb or unable to walk or something like that, and you sit in that and feel like, why did this happen to me? I wish I had my sister's body. I wish I had my brother's you know, brain. I wish I was as smart as she was. Then we don't really um, focus on the full potential. Potential uh-huh. that we have that we're born with. 
Well, I like relating that to mothers, Tasha, wouldn't you say that that's, um, you know, we think about like predispositioning, um, mm-hmm. you know, the medical uh, world has definitely told us that, you know, you may be predispositioned for a mental illness or for right. cancer. And it really, right. like you said, so focusing on um, uh, the, the negative. I've never heard anyone say, oh, my gosh, I love my predisposition of having green eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know? yep. I wish I would have been a little light brown, you know, um, but I, uh, that's so interesting. So I'm so, I love the way you are putting this together with, um, with you know, how moms can use this. So what's number two? Um, Number two, let me do one quote that he said with chemistry that was really cool, and I thought it was a great way to, a great title, uh, excuse me, a great saying that you can actually say to your children as well if they are talking to you about something that they were born with that they may not be very happy with. But he um, called us all flaws, and he said we are all intentionally flawed, and that's what makes us unique. So that one little flaw, we're not just one in a million, we're one in six billion. We're the only one of us. And so we all have that little thing or that little flaw that makes us all unique. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Oh, uh, that so is something good to share that good? with your kids. Oh, yeah, yes, share that with yes. your kids. You know, they don't have to be like everybody else. Um, yeah. So the second card is connection. And connections are basically our relationship. Um, and our first connections are with our family and our parents and our siblings and that we're born with. And these are things that... Um, we thrive off of. We thrive off of relationships. And, and a lot of times, you know, failure to thrive doesn't have, has sometimes to do with your connection with the baby. And sometimes, you know, even if you're feeding your baby and changing your baby, if you mm-hmm. don't have that connection with your baby, um, sometimes they do experience a failure to thrive. And so you see very early on how connections are very important in our life and they can really change our day and our week and our month, depending on mm-hmm. how those connections are going. Um, mm-hmm. And he talked about love and the love that we have with, with God or with Christ or whoever, you know, you connect with um, that is higher than you is also one connection that you want to pay attention to and keep strong um, because other connections sometimes will fall away. Our earthly connections sometimes will go away. But that connection, as long as we keep that connection strong, you know, we'll never lose that. Right, um, right. So I really, I really did like that. And your connection with your children. I mean, I think that's a day-to-day thing. You know, I know for me, sometimes I feel like I did not do well as a mom today. You know, <laughs> I, I fell down. I fell down a little bit today as a mom. And so, you know, that is definitely part of my prayer time in the morning is I wake up and say, all right, I'm awake, which means I have another chance to get it right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and today I'm going to do something, whether it's big or small, to strengthen my connection with my children to strengthen mm-hmm. my connection with my husband, my friends, and, and with God. Um, how does that one speak to you? You know, that's um, you know, I, I think one of the one of the one of the activities or tasks that I that I want to recommit to this year has been going back to being very purposeful in creating those memories um, for my children. And so mm-hmm. I think that hits right on it. And I've also heard it called attachment. Mm-hmm. And so there's always the opportunity, and that's what's great about children and them constantly developing and even adults, that even though initial attachment may not have been 
um, at the best that, you know, or at what we desired, that we right. always have the opportunity to uh, refill it, you know, to grind that out, what's not working, and to start again. And so um, I know that when I am, you know, being a very poor mommy, I purposely, you know, when I realize it and I can see it um, on my girls' faces, I can tell them, I'm really sorry. I just went, you mm-hmm. know, I went human there. Um, and and so, you know, let me, let me um, acknowledge that, you know, what I said or how I said it was not nice. Um, and so let, can can I get a redo? <laughs> yeah, and you're so good at that. Um, you're you're very good at that. I mean, Kenny and I talk about that all the time and how we learn to communicate with our children, you know, better by watching you and, you know, that your kids will never know that they, you know, will always know, I should say, that they were loved. I mean, that will never be a question in their mind, even if one day they have to sit on the couch one day, as I think we all do at times. That won't mm-hmm. be one of the things that they'll have to talk about because they, <laughs> your children will always know that they were loved. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. So the oh. third, um, the third card that we're dealt um, is called circumstances, and these mm-hmm. are just things that happen in life to us. And these can be good things, these great things. These can be, you know, pretty mm-hmm. bad things and tragic things. Um, but circumstances, they all they happen to everybody. And and one thing he he said that stuck out for me in this section was we give circumstances too much power. Um, mm. And, you know, that was just, I kind of sat in that for a minute because I, you know, I was like, wow, we do. We just, we you know, if something has happened to us, we tend to talk about it a lot with a lot of people um, mm-hmm. and, and just always trying, always being in it versus, okay, it happened, but how can I move through it? Um, and yeah. so... It, it was that was very powerful. Just recognizing that everybody has circumstances, and you know how you deal with them is really how you get through them. And mm-hmm. your circumstances not who you are. No. It's what happened to you, um, mm-hmm. but it's not who you are. Uh, so that was that was a that was a big one for me. I like the. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah. It, well, and it also resonates with uh, you know pressing towards pressing towards. You know, the mm-hmm. really right. press towards what you want to happen, what you see should happen, you know, how you um, want to be a better parent or a different parent. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, it's it's so incredible, the two books, you know. <laughs> yes. Are, yep. um, you know, are very uh, connected and, you know, it aligns to me as a pastor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I just, mm-hmm. I think... He was. I think it was just awesome how God used him um, to do yeah. that. And so, so circumstances. You are so right. It, it, um, in fact, I was talking with uh, Kenya, who was out on our show uh, last year this morning, and she mm-hmm. said uh, I had shared something with her, which is funny because I got it from my brother, and I thought it was a cop out when I first heard it. Um, but she said, "You told me that when he, she was in the midst of a divorce and it was getting crazy." Um, that one year from today, this will not make a bit of difference. Right. And and my brother Malcolm, that I call Mick, um, used to say that, you know, a year from now, this is not going to matter. Mm-hmm. And I, I initially, I was like, what we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, uh, so, 
as I have matured, I I, I totally agree with that. Oh, mm-hmm. I uh, that's that's very insightful. I'm I'm excited to hear what's the next one. <laughs> I know. Oh, and one more thing with circumstance too is sometimes when something does happen to us, if it's something that may cause some game some shame or some guilt, then we tend not to talk about it and not to share with other people. And mm-hmm. um, he mentioned about our greatest contribution sometimes comes from our pain, not our strength. So it's not right. always something that we've done fabulous and great that people notice and take, take notice and learn from, but they actually learn from, you know, something that happened that may not be um, our brightest moments, but how we get through it can be an inspiration to so many people. You know, who better to, you know, if you're going through something or have been through something, who better to help somebody else in that same situation but yourself? Um, right. So to kind of let go of the game and the, the shame and guilt that you may feel from, from your circumstance. So that was huge. Okay. Um, so the fourth card that we are dealt is consciousness. It's what? This is the consciousness. 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 I might need for you and to spell that. But okay. Consciousness. C O N S C I O U N E S S. But not consciousness. Easier, not as easier as ain't. But okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, the way you talk to yourself. Mm. The, story, the story that you tell yourself. And um, this probably really spoke to me as well because, when, you know, when I had therapy a couple of weeks ago, she, you know, my therapist asked me, you know, about something, and she said, well, we need to change the script. We need to change what you're saying to yourself. And so mm-hmm. when they talked about this on the show, I was like, ah, you know, I had a light bulb moment. And it is. It's the way you talk to yourself or the story that you tell yourself. And he gave a, a great example of how, one, how resolutions, you and I don't really use that word, and, and how and why they don't work. And he was talking about a boat that's on autopilot and it's going north, right? And it's set on autopilot and it's doing what it's supposed to do. And then you get behind the wheel and you don't want to go north anymore. You want to go south. And so you you have one choice where you can put your hands on that wheel and you can struggle and turn and sweat to try to get this boat to turn the other way. Um, mm-hmm. But eventually you're going to let go because it's going to stress you out and the boat is going to go naturally back to where it's known to go. <laughs> And so that could be smoking or trying to lose weight or mm-hmm. not drinking or whatever it might be. And if you keep trying to fight against it, just the the, the, the behavior, then you're, you're going to end up getting frustrated and giving up. What you have to do is actually, and the better choice is to go to the boat and to actually change the autopilot. So that's mm-hmm. the way that we think. That's the things that we say to ourselves. That's where mm-hmm. you have to get at the core of whatever it is you're mm-hmm. trying to change, and it starts there first. And then well, everything else, I, your I, behavior, I, your feelings will follow along. Well, and I think as moms, um, we have such a um, great opportunity to help with the initial um, self-talk that our children, children. Um, have mm-hmm. with, them, with, the, with each other, with themselves. Um, and so I, I just think about, um, you know, some of uh, the things that have come out of my daughter's mouth that uh, – you know, that you do have to reframe it, you know, that person doesn't have control over you unless you give it to them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're reacting um, because you you think in your head that it should be this way, but that's another individual. And so, yeah. you know, what is it that, how is it that 
your behavior can change to make you better versus let me point out that my sister decided to go commando today and it's driving me crazy <laughs> that she's doing this. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and my, you know, my whole morning is shook because, you know, she she knows she should have one undergarment, but she chooses not to, and I don't understand that. And that just, yeah. And so, you know, it really is saying, you know, otherwise it really does um, allow the world to manipulate you and like the scenario of the boat, swing you in all kinds of directions. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not if you're not conscious of it, so I, I thought it was really interesting. He used he used the consciousness, um, but you know, moms really can help to give language. Um, you know, as we are communicating to and with our children. Yeah, definitely, and just helping them, even when your children have a behavior that that you you're feeling like you want to work on and you want to change, it starts with with what you think. So mm-hmm. you start there. What is it that you think? Because what we think affects the way that we feel, and then the way that we feel affects the way that we behave. Mm-hmm. So if we want to change the way we behave, we got to go back, you know, mm-hmm. and not just stop that behavior but go back to, to the way we think about it. So mm-hmm. that was huge for me. Um, and then the last one is choices, and this is, you know, pretty much the one out of all the five where um, we have control over. And... You could be dealt all these four different cards or something tragic in those four different areas that we talked about. So the fifth one is, okay, you have these four cards in your hand, so now the fifth one is choice. What do you what do you choose to do with what you've been given? Um, mm-hmm. And he didn't talk a whole lot about this because he didn't really have to. Um, if you have a pen and paper, write this name down. And Devoted Moms, when, you, um, when we get off the show, I want you to look him up, but his name is Nick. Berkovich, spelled V as in Victor, U-J-I-C-I-C. And he is a 30-year-old male who was born in Australia without any arms or any legs. I love him. I Uh, want to hug him. him. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Please YouTube him because it's, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm he's, sorry. It's Can you spell story. his last name again? Because I think I I kind of like just lost it for a second, so I'm I might have overshadowed you spelling his name. Okay, <laughs> no problem. First name Nick, last name V as in Victor, U J I C I C. Oh, he was on. I think it was it morning show or sixty minutes. I think it was the morning show on Sunday because he. It, Yes, it was a morning show on Sunday. Uh, okay. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, because he doesn't have any arms or or uh, legs, he's kind of a torso, and folks are like, I yep. don't really know what to do, and so that's why I said, I I just hope at one, at some point in my time, like that, he says, well, you can hug me, mm-hmm. and so he's been hugged by millions of people. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it, he just he was. He was amazing, and I mean, even his life today, he's 30 years old, he's married, his wife is expecting their first child, a little boy, he's been to 44 countries so far, you know, speaking all around the world, he surfs, he golfs, I mean, it's just amazing, and so, you know, right before they brought him out, you know, Oprah said, you know, right before you want to complain about something, you know, right before you want to kind of just 
you know, blast something, just watch this, just meet this guy, and then, you know, you might think about your situation a little bit differently. Um, well, and so I think that I'm going to make that part of yeah. our viewing this afternoon, after dinner. Maybe when kids are always saying, can we watch an episode of... Right. Yeah, maybe I'll pull that up um, and devote it home. That's a good way to incorporate yeah. it in, and maybe you watch it for the first time together um, because you yeah. really are going to have a very authentic reaction um, it, because he really is amazing. Uh, he, just he is really amazing. Oh, he, he, was, he, oh. he, was, he was awesome to watch. And, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm definitely going to pull that up for the kids today um, when they get home from school. That's a great idea. Now, we do have a question, sweetie. From uh, Bakersfield, California, my hometown. Uh, well, not Bakersfield, but California. Uh, question is for you, Gina. Please elaborate on the, she said 3Ds, but it was it 4Ds? Or it was actually 4Ds. Four, yeah. So she said, please elaborate on the 4Ds and the acronym of HOPE. Oh, okay. So the acronym of HOPE, um, of course, I like closed up my thing because I was intensely listening to you. Uh, <laughs> no problem. I will say that the uh, first D was determination. Mm-hmm. The second D was direction. The third D was destiny. And the fourth D was devotion. Okay. And so um, when you think about these these and, and you know, just really quickly for that uh, person, if you think about um, you uh, when you were younger, or or it depends on you might do it now, um, if, remember how we used to walk on curves? Uh, mm-hmm. So sometimes we, you know, when you're walking along a curve, depending on where you are in your kind of development, you can, you know, walk one step and then you're falling off. Right. Um, what this really talks about doing is, that, you know, that first initial walking on, um, being determined that I am going to get to, you know, the end of the block today um, is how you think of direction. Um, when you, I mean, or determination, when you think of direction, if you're looking down at your feet, you're probably going to fall off. So if you're looking down, that's probably where you're going to end up. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're looking forward um, in the direction that um, your goal, you know, is at that, you know, in your eyesight um, or at least in that um, in that purview, then that direction is going to help you move um, and help you accomplish. Um, That's good. And so when you think about destiny being the third G, um you know when you have asked God to do something for you, or for me it's God, or where you have put in your head that this is what I have am destined to do, I am destined to do greatness, I am destined to be a good mother, um, that is what I am going to work at. I am going to sweat, I'm going to cry about it, I'm going to read about it, I'm going to, you know, be called on the carpet by my friends about it, but I am destined to um, have a positive impact on uh, these little people that I brought into this or that God allowed me to borrow for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where you're talking about the destiny, and you are on that curve still. The thing is, is that you may, in fact, fall off that curve midway there, and that's where the devotion of saying, let me get back up and, you know, 
And let me try my arms in a little different direction. Maybe right. I should have them both extended out <laughs> in mm-hmm. order to walk along this curve. Um, and and so you are then going to be devoted to understanding you um, can do this. And you can do this because you actually do have a, a strength in you um, and that you're also devoted in understanding this. When I get to the end of that curve, I'm going to feel, you know, like the accomplishment that set me out in that direction. And so right. that was a real, um, and my uh, pastor is so good at these kind of visuals. Um, mm-hmm. And he's literally up on stage kind of like falling. It was kind of funny. Determination, direction, destiny, and devotion. And again, a biblical reference is uh, Philippians 3.14. And for hope, hope stands for, hope means holding on to promises expected. And I always say with expectation, but that would be like, say that one more time. Um, Holding on, holding on. To promises expectant. Expectant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh which, you know, I mean that's you know, really it, and that's that's what it is. When we look and we see um something a goal we are expecting because again, um we've been taught, depending on your frame of reference, that um if this is for the good of the greater uh, it's gonna happen, and and so with great expectation um, is what you keep pressing forward. So as he comes up with the acronyms, devoted moms, if you're interested, I'll I'll start noting them because oh, there's some good ones, <laughs> there's some really good ones. Yeah, yeah. I, there was one for faith that, of course, you know, now I can't think of, but um, but yeah, it's it's a really um, good way to study and Bridgeway. Community Church is actually available online. It is, um, they do live broadcasts uh, for services, but then they also have um, VCC TV where you mm-hmm. can listen to, you know, past sermons. Um, and, you know, I've just uh, really grown and been very fortunate uh, to have uh, them help me develop or mature in, um, I know, my faith walk. Right. Wow, that's yeah, that's good. I like yeah, and I like acronyms. You do too, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah, when like we were in too. social work school together? That's work. how we passed yep. our test. Yep. Sure we was. had acronyms for oh, and that wasn't acronyms. They're called mnemonic devices. Mnemonic devices, right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Well, we have a um, another comment from a devoted mom in <clears throat> Oslo, Norway. What? Oslo, Norway. That's just like, this is not over, by the way, y'all. Y'all have the this, best um, family um, support programs there. I wanted to go. That was one of the places that they actually let you stay home with your, with your kids. That's right. It's with okay. your kids. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, okay, so her comment. Well, she had a comment. Her comment was, Tasha, I can relate with your little girl and her broken arm, and I want mm. to be like her when I face moments of brokenness. I'll just oh. stay calm and observe the help and healing. Mother of a nine-week-old. Oh, oh, that oh. Is girl, you got that it. Is, <laughs> that made my ears, wa- my eyes, my ears water. That made my eyes water. That was, um, thank know. you so much, so much, mother of a nine-week-old. That was um, so 
so poignant. And, yes, like I was saying, she was running around as if absolutely nothing was wrong, and she had a broken bone, and you would have never known it. And so that's how we deal, how we should deal with in life is, yeah, this happened, but, okay, let me keep running around. Let me keep laughing. Um, Mm. So we have one more question here, too, uh, from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota. Let's see, what advice do you have for me in teaching these lessons to my children? Um, well, I'll say, first of all, you know, Regina hit it, hit the nail on the head when I, when I talked about the young man, Nick, with um, who was born with no arms and no legs. You know, just sitting down with the children today and instead of, you know, turning on the tube and just watching a regular old show, pull him up on YouTube and watch. I mean, he's he's got a ton of different videos, some motivational speaking and, you know, some of the things that he's doing, like surfing and golfing, is all on YouTube. And just sit down with your children for a little while and go and surf it and watch through all the things that he's able to do, especially if you have a child that may have something that's slowing them down a little bit in life or thinking that they're going to be slowed down because maybe their left foot doesn't do what it's supposed to do or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they can't online. figure out that long division. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they weren't meant that up to do long up. division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with so, you, Tasha. Um, I, I also want to encourage that mom to think about age appropriate. Um, and so mm-hmm. anytime you have the opportunity to create um, a space where your child talks and for you to listen, um, or, and it's something that an activity that can prompt that, um, I think that we then get um, guidance from them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just around, um, you know, have you ever heard of the word potential, depending on if I'm talking to my 8-year-old or 9-year-old? How do you spell that? You know, let's Google right, it. Right. Um, but I think it's also looking at, um, at you know, real applications. And the Internet is so wonderful to as an alternative um, to be able to expose um, and just have some conversation starters um, in the cars where, I mean, we do a lot. We used to do a lot wow. of things, but yeah. did a lot of commuting. Um, and the, 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 you know, the conversations you can allow to start to happen um, as early as possible, I think, really does, you know, help guide you and see those strengths in your children. But also hear when they say, "I'm so dumb when I, I can't get this." Um, you know, yeah. right now math is math is the evil one in um, our house and. <laughs> Um, the, uh, and I remember I had a teacher, Miss Parker, to say, "Young people, you learn math by doing math." And That's so, if right. you put in your head, "I hate math," math is gonna hate you back. <laughs> so, all right, it has been an amazing show. Oh my gosh, this is a great show, Tina. Um, yeah, thank you, um, devoted mom. We will see yeah, you next week, you. same time, same place. That's right. Check out our Facebook to hear about next our next show. <laughs> all right, talk to you later, sweetie. See you on the other side.